0: we are the fanatics and i'm kira and i'm ryan
1: and you are listening to our podcast
0: this is season one with a focus on personal development hello everyone thank you very much for tuning in again for our podcast of life fanatics i'm really excited today as uh, my sister is on the podcast today she did some voluntary work a couple of years ago and kept on telling me how it really brought herself further in her personal development. So it was without a question for us that having someone um, who did voluntary work to have on the podcast as well. And I'm just super happy that it was possible that it is my own sister.
1: Exactly. And uh, of course this whole season so far has been about trying to find different ways of personal development. We've already had a few with zodiac signs and with fitness and with culture. teaching culture exactly. So this time, I would like to hand the floor to Milena. Can you tell a little bit about yourself? Who are you?
2: Yeah. Hi, or now. Um, I'm excited to be in the podcast. Um, my name is Milena. I'm Kira's sister, and um, I I think I have like a pretty normal kind of way what you do after, after school so I just did my bachelor in Germany um, in business administration and did some internships and after that I just needed um, some time for myself, some experiences and um, yeah for that I chose volunteering and that time was like the best time of my life so far and um, yeah I'm excited to talk about it And right now I'm in Copenhagen doing my graduate program for two years.
1: What are you doing your graduate program in?
2: It's Applied Economics and Finance. Super interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Speaks for itself that that comes from
0: voluntary work, obviously. Naturally. All right. I think then let's get right into it. Uh, the, The first question that... The volunteer work, the company organization who you did it with was all hands on heart. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about how did you find them and why that organization and not a different one? How did you get around to actually start the whole journey of voluntary work?
2: Yeah, so um, when I started looking into stuff that I can do in my time, in my free time, um, It was hard because you can do everything. You can go travel. You can, well, traveling includes everything. So it was hard to um, find something specific. But um, it was actually more coincidence that I, I spoke to a friend and she, from a friend of a friend, heard about this organization where you can go volunteer. And at that point from volunteer organizations, I only heard those really commercialized organizations. So you go there to rescue turtles or be the, the white, how do you say that? The white savior um, somewhere, but you pay a fortune to go there. And so I somehow over friends, I found out about this organization where you don't pay anything. <clears throat> you only pay the flight there. But then you get everything. So the um, housing, which is not lu- luxurious, <laughs> but um, housing and food. And I found that pretty cool. So it's um, it just sounds super basic and easygoing. And I don't even remember how I decided. It was a, from one day to another. I decided, okay, I'm just going to apply and see how it goes. Um, I got... Um, the invitation like two days later started with all the organization stuff like the visa and everything and I think two weeks later I was on my flight to the Virgin Islands
1: That's so cool I think I know then for a fact you, you went to two different places or at least you went, did voluntary work twice where exactly did you go on your oh three times even my bet uh, where did you go on your first trip?
2: Yeah, so the first trip was, so that was in 2019, um, Yeah, April 2019. That was Virgin Islands, uh, American Virgin Islands, um, which is in the Caribbean. Um, the organization itself has a lot of different projects um, at that time. I just looked looked into it and it looked nice. It's an island. It looked pretty. <laughs> of course I wanted to go somewhere warm and and nice to stay at. Um, I didn't have any specific connection to there, like why why did I go there? It was pretty spontaneous. Um, so it's a tiny island in in the Caribbean and there was there were two hurricanes actually. I think in 2017 that destroyed the island and a lot of houses. So um, we rebuilt houses there. That was my first project and right from there I was 2 months in on the Virgin Islands and right from there I went with other volunteers to the next project in Mexico. And in Mexico we built a school. And yeah, that was right right um, after the Virgin Islands one. I did a third one that was a bit later when I went to Mozambique also to build a school. So I went to free project.
1: So tell me a little bit about how you were before you went there. Cause I assume building houses wasn't your daily task while you were still back home in Munich. Like, would you describe yourself as relatively skilled? Did you have any experience in that? Because when I would hear this and have no idea right away, I'm cautious, okay, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm very handy, can I do this?
2: Yeah, um, before I think I would say, I don't know if Kira agrees, um, we grew up pretty involved in tasks on the house and our dad was um, always building something. So it definitely wasn't the first time that I held a hammer or a power drill or whatever. And so I'm not, I wasn't shy to, to do something like that. Um, and I was always a person that wants to just go out and experience new stuff and, and go travel. So I think I'm definitely a person or I was already a person before that to do something like it. Um, but what I found super interesting is when I was on the project, there are so many different people that maybe haven't done anything like that before. So you don't need any skills to go there. You don't need any, I would say, strong interest in building a house. It's, it can be um, just painting a wall, maybe just cleaning out the houses um, after the storm. So it's super um yeah, it's various tasks um, from beginners to pros to whatever. So I was maybe, I don't know, if Kira, would you say we were skilled?
0: I wouldn't say skilled, but it's always a matter of perspective with whom do you compare yourself to. If I compare myself to Ryan, then we are highly skilled. <laughs> but, um, <Thanks> for <laughs> but if, yeah, I have no idea. I, I Yeah, I agree with you. I know how to hold a hammer or a screwdriver and that. And um uh, I don't know. I know the difference between a screw and a nail. but
1: But even I know the difference between a screw and a nail. And I can hold a hammer as well. But there's no way in hell that I know where to start building houses. So that's where I'm like, did you get, I assume you get guidance in that and like... I know that you need to do some sort of course, like a crash course on how to build a house, or <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it's actually um, interesting. When I was right before I went there, and when I was looking for project, I talked to our dad, who's who can build a lot of stuff, <laughs> and he was also. Um, you can go there, but what what can you do? there actually you can't just go somewhere and build a house it's not that easy it's not you can't build a house um yes i can't but um when you go there it's so many i mean you don't build a house within a week maybe you have um for a month that the goal is to clean out the house and set the base to because it wasn't building from scratch, it was repairing. Right. So there is a phase where you just clean out the house and that is something that everybody can do. It's just throwing away stuff and that's easy. And then the next phase is maybe, I don't know, painting or um, removing mold, which is disgusting. <laughs> but they have they have skilled people there and... Um, Every time there is a complicated task, they show you, they take the time to to always show you, of course. And it is, I didn't think at the beginning, but it's easy to to just learn when you're um, motivated and everything. Right. I think that's an,
0: an important thing that you just said, that you learn when you're motivated. I couldn't agree more. In particular, that's then probably also what helped you to learn and also coming back to the whole Uh, 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 topic of this podcast personal development to actually do things that you are motivated to do and no one else is like telling you what to do but um yeah what kind of personal development would you say you went through the most in that time
2: that's tough to put into words and to point it out specifically um i think one big thing was breaking out of that typical I just say that that typical thing you do after school Mm -hmm. at home, everybody has the same career path. Everybody is doing their A-levels, and maybe they're traveling to Australia or Southeast Asia, then bachelor, master, job. And for me, my goal was to do volunteer work. And I didn't even um, know in the beginning what it's going to do for me. But when I was there and I met all those people, I, you realize that there are hundreds of different ways on how to go in your life, how to develop their different careers. There are graduate programs that i never even heard of before. Um, and that was pretty, I was a bit mind-blowing when I was there in the first week, um, so that was encouraging, mm-hmm. for sure, because sometimes you think you fail because you're doing something different. But there, every, everybody was super excited as soon as you told them what you're doing, as soon as you told them with, with passion and they realized that's what you want to do. And everybody was was happy to hear that. It's no judgment, nothing. And I think that was the first time where I had that. So I definitely learned from that and just, yeah, just doing whatever I want. I guess I'm still struggling with that, but I don't think that ever stops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a big, yeah, it was a big step. Uh,
1: I can imagine. Um... Sorry, it's hard to, to
0: put it into specific words no
1: no no worries
0: you you did an awesome job I think knowing you and also seeing the or well, knowing the person who left and the person who came back that one thing that you I would say that you had afterward was perspective you had a wider picture of what the world has to offer than, like you already said those limitations that you think you're in based on what society, parents, or whatever it is, give you to go on a way, on a path after high school. And you went there and you just saw a completely new world in both perspectives. First, like the people that you talked about, but also, I assume at least, a whole complete new picture of a world on living situation, how poor these people are there with their the disaster that happened to them, all these kind of circumstances.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it gives you, um, yeah, perspective is, I think, the best word. Um, The living situation. um, Sometimes in the middle of the night, there was a storm and there was um, water dripping into our tents. But you don't complain because um, you are just rebuilding houses for people that just lost their homes. So it's always that cliche, like there are people in Africa that are starving but when you're actually there, your problems get so little mm-hmm. and it it stays with you.
1: So you could say that the experience was maybe even humbling? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, what What's maybe also when I was on the project, we would obviously all the time, we would talk about... Um, how is it for everyone for the volunteers? And of course we are there for the people who lost their homes. But everybody also went there for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like it's time for yourself, it's time to, to grow, time to um yeah, develop. Um a lot of people don't know where to, but that's that's the time where you you don't have to find out, but just Go one step one step further, maybe.
0: So they were actual get get-togethers or something where you talked
2: about how you guys are doing. Um. Yes. Um. So maybe to to just go into like a normal day. Mm-hmm. Um. So we would get up in, at six a.m. or whenever we want, but we would start work at seven a.m. And um, we would go to the build site. um, And the first thing we would do would be a stretch circle. Um, You would stretch, obviously, for to prepare for the work that you're doing. But it was also a circle of um, introducing yourselves and why you're here and just talking about, yeah, what's your maybe what's your goal for the day? What's the goal of your trip? Just an open space of talk in whatever you want, basically. <laughs> so that was every day. And in the afternoon after, after work, we also had, um, I don't know what it was called, but like a get together where everybody would talk about the day. And sometimes when someone had the idea, maybe we had a, what was your best moment today? What was your worst moment today? Um, and that was they I, I love that they brought in some ideas in in the daily life it wasn't like a big get together to talk about your feelings it was just tiny bits of reflection um, yeah what did you succeed today
1: yeah
2: and um or shout outs we had i think they were anonymous you could always like write a tiny letter maybe um, Connor was great today. Um, I love his passion and his spirit and that's it. Just to mm-hmm. give each other yeah, confidence and, and yeah. um, so that was the daily life I would say. And then I remember in those two months that I was on the Virgin Islands, we had a couple of different, um, games, but one of them was, um, was pretty awesome where we had a a ball of just garn and we would be in a circle and when you have the garn you talk about what was the question what what is the project doing for you or why you're here or something and you will talk about that for 30 seconds and then throw it to another person and holding the garn and everybody was talking about, yeah, what is it doing for me? Why am I doing it? What's the best thing that happened for me here? Um, what was the best development for me here? And that kept going on and on. And in the end, we had like a, maybe like a spider web right. of a kind. Yeah. And everybody was holding one piece of the garden. And you heard so many emotions and so many... Development so many paths, and then we would cut the garn in our side, and then just use it as a bracelet. So we just wrapped it around our arm, and that was maybe it's just a garn, but you had those memories of everyone, yeah which is, it was so powerful. I don't know. It was it was awesome.
0: I'm so related I said it to said to Ryan. I have one of these bracelets on right now that I had from a retreat where we did not the same thing, um, but something similar, the same idea behind it. Everybody tells a story. And in the end, we did it like we just cut together a the, uh, yarn in pieces like a Balinese, Balinese tradition. Um, and I, I can so much relate to it that these circles, these get togethers, they can be so powerful from opening up about your own emotion. As well as also, though, hearing the different stories of what other people gained or got from the experience that you're like, ooh, maybe I could, maybe that's something that did it for me as well. Or, wow, this person has been through these and these. Like, we're back at the perspective thing, right? You, again, hear new stories that you haven't heard before because you, like you said, you left your normal behavior, your normal circle of friends, family and surroundings.
2: Yeah.
1: So if I then might throw the figurative yeah, yeah, yarn sure. towards you, uh what was your highest and maybe even your lowest point
2: in my time there?
1: Yeah, let's go with the Virgin Islands because um, I know there's like three different ones and so maybe it's good to
2: Yeah. Um let's start with the with the best just because it comes to my mind right now. Um I mean, before I got there, I was familiar with that kind of work because, well, tiny work that we did at our house with our dad, but I realized how much how much fun it is and how much I loved it. And um, a big moment for me was when the supervisors told me that I could lead a team and that Gave me so much confidence, um, that I'm, I'm doing something there, what I just learned there and they already trust me enough to, to lead volunteers and to tell them what to do. And yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, it just gave me more, more motivation to just keep going and, um, to stick to it, because I think if you even have ideas what you want, it's hard to to stick to them and to keep going. Um, of course, you need um, approval. Yeah, to just to just know maybe that's the right way. I'm not overestimating myself. Um, that was that was great and. A lot of good moments were when, when you get those little shout-outs. Even if it's just a, Milena, you're awesome. It's this little confidence boost that you sometimes need. And I think I that's something that I try to involve in my life now, to jump, sometimes just tell people, you're awesome. Like, nice. Just call my mom and be you are the best mom ever <laughs> just with no reason you're just great or friends or my sister or
1: then yeah. they respond so that's what something do you want I,
2: what do you need <laughs> where <laughs> do you need <laughs> money or what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and low, low point oh, nothing comes to my mind right now to be honest that's
1: it was, good.
2: that's good a happy time just a happy time I mean, maybe, well, that sounds frustrating, but to realize that you could also at home, that you can do way more with your life than than I actually did. Because I think during traveling, you're so motivated and passionate about everything, and then you come home and go back into your routine. But you never really realize how much control we have over everything. Yeah. In your life.
1: I wouldn't even necessarily describe it as a low point, but just a learning. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: So going through these, obviously you liked it. I mean, that's more than clear. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done after the first project, the next project, and then a couple of months later, the next project. And I uh, also know that you were thinking about even like, continuing the work there with them and uh, becoming, like, a team leader or something um, for, for a certain project, which sadly didn't happen. But for me, one thing that you just already said with that giving little shout-outs to people without really needing a, yeah, reason, what do you think or what would you say is also the biggest learning you took from it for today?
2: A lot, um, patience, mm-hmm. that was a big thing, I guess, um, because I worked with, um, so many different people from different backgrounds. And I think sometimes for me, it's when I'm good at something and I'm trying to explain to someone, whatever, math, maybe I'm good at math. And if I explain to someone who's maybe not that good in math, I think for a lot of people also, it's hard to, to take your time and realize for the other, other person, it's hard to understand. You just have to s- start right from the beginning. And that was especially in Mozambique when we, um, worked with, um, Mozambicans who never hold, um, held a, a hammer before or a power tool. It was so hard to, to just stay calm Mm -hmm. and just explain from the bottom. Um, yeah, I think that's something that I realize every day, how, how good that was to learn.
1: Did you, did you have any like cultural encounters where you realized, ah, this guy is doing that because of his culture or I don't know. But obviously, working with so many different cultures, I can imagine that there's something that you run into at some point.
2: Um, yeah, definitely. Um, also, also in Mozambique, I guess, um, where we worked with um, the Mozambicans who actually lived there, they were 18 and told us they need to work because they have to take care of their child and their wife. And yeah. I was there with. <laughs> 23, with my life open, and this guy was so you realize that some people um have such a different life and because of that act completely different. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um and that was a bit of an eye-opener mm-hmm. to to just wait before. I judge people to maybe understand what they're what they're going through and um, why they are how they are. That was something big, I guess. Too. It's so many things, so hard First to put day. into words and to put down. When,
0: um, yeah, I said that before already. That uh, I, I knew you obviously before, and uh, I knew you after. If or I know you after. <laughs> <laughs> I <hope. laughs> Haven't forgotten it. Um when you could tell the Milena before, who hasn't even thought about going on voluntary work, what would you tell that Milena?
2: Now you're having the complicated question. Um, what would I tell my old self to trust my gut mm-hmm. and just go with it and not care about anyone just about myself to put myself first and putting yourself first doesn't mean you're egoistic it doesn't mean you're not you don't care about others you just don't care about their judgment and I think that's hard sometimes for me myself um, because I always put others first I think and yeah it's I'm still learning to put myself first sometimes and, yeah, and go my way and to, to just do whatever I want as soon as I know what I want.
1: Yeah, I think that's solid
2: That's I, solid just, I just thought that's the, the quote that we already have <laughs> yeah. now
0: for our next one. Yeah. So, uh, taking yourself first doesn't mean being arrogant but simply not caring about other people's judgment. I think that's very... Um, wise. Wise, thank you. No, it is. Thank you. <laughs> no, it really is. It, it puts it very well together. Also, yeah, I think also what you what you said in the beginning with this, what we keep on coming back to that perspective part, that personal development or the personal development you went through had a lot to do with breaking out of boundaries, breaking out of limitations, gaining new insights, new perspectives, and also gaining them by yourself. Not with traveling together with three other friends in Australia, but really down to earth, down to um, the lowest of the lowest situations when it comes to your surroundings and just being capable of listening to yourself.
1: I think it's also a very different kind of traveling, right? Because, I mean, if I think about my first months in Bali, for example, if I would have stuck to just that, you know, I see the fancy stuff that we technically already have in Europe. I go to some nice beaches, maybe see some touristic sites. But with this, you really get involved with the people there. You don't just get to know the nice, fancy Instagramable spots, but you get to know it on a deeper level. And that's why it also stimulates you more as yeah. a person. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and also when you go traveling in the normal um, spots like yeah, Southeast Asia, Bali, Australia or whatever, you still get together with the same kind of people that you have at home because everybody goes to those spots. But there, I mean, there are probably a lot of different places where you get that, but then there was some projects. I can't even say, but there are so many different, Characters and mm-hmm. in every age, and it was so yeah, it was eye opening. Yeah, age, I think, shows you what's
0: up. Age is a big thing that you also grow because I remember that you showed us pictures about it of, yeah, that they were younger than you, and then there were also people who were above 60 who just got into retirement and they didn't know what to do with the rest of their next 40 years. I don't know. And just needed some perspective again and that you put these people together and I, I couldn't agree more. I, I went traveling in Southeast Asia after high school because that's what you do or maybe not what you do, but you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I love the time and I learned a lot from it, but I can totally understand the level of understanding for yourself that you gained from that voluntary work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had, I think we all called her Nana. I think she was 70, but she was the coolest person ever. She would be the first one to say, okay, it's, it's 7 PM. Let's go down to the beach and have some beers. (laughs) And that's, if you tell that someone here, no, I'm not going to hang out with someone even 10 years older than me.
0: Yeah.
2: And, yeah, it's it's about perspective.
0: Yeah,
2: always perspective.
0: For those people who are playing with the thought of doing voluntary work, what would you recommend them to? Yeah, research beforehand, prepare beforehand.
1: Let's assume that Corona is over, because wouldn't recommend Fair doing enough. it before that. But in a normal situation,
2: mm, I mean. You actually don't need much. Um, what I loved about maybe specifically this organization, there were also people who just went there for one week. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have three months. It doesn't have to be a huge step in your in your year in your um, career or whatever. Um, it can just be a short vacation, and it is like vacation, even though you work every day, it's relaxing in a different kind of way, maybe for your brain, relaxing. Um, so I really, it was so spontaneous. I didn't prepare much. Um, obviously inform yourself about, um, the country you want to go to, um, and about what happened there and, um, yeah. I think it's it's um, more fun or more interesting if you know um, more about the hurricane or the earthquake or whatever it was, just to have some context. Um, that was definitely nice to have. But other than that, I just packed my suitcase and left. It's not much. It's easy. Just do it. And it helps. It's so many way easier people. than you
1: think. Yeah. That's the advice. Just, just do it.
2: Just do it. Look, <laughs> yeah, it's house. hard. Yeah. Every but that's the problem with uh, I think um, that some people have that you just don't get your butt off the couch because you always think, oh, I have to plan so much. I have to um, organize this and this and this. No, just get up and book your flight. Apply and book your flight. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think now um, because I was thinking about going in in summer, but now with Corona, it's a bit more difficult because they're having two month periods where you have to commit to stay there, mm-hmm. just so it's easier with isolation and testing and everything. But usually.
0: We, we, we think in a non-corona times, let's just hope that at some point it's doable again.
1: It's back to normal, it yeah. would be nice. Yeah, yeah. super inspiring again, uh, Elena. It's, uh, I, I, know I love collecting all these different views or different ways in which you can personally develop. I think this is definitely something which is still very high on my own list to do. Um, I was even thinking about doing it now but again as you said I already looked into it and due to corona it's really hard to get there and uh, for example there were a few I think at the moment still in in Latin America but you just can't get in because you need a USA visa for example
2: Um, yeah Yeah, right now it's not easy no that's true I think they have Bahamas open and Mexico
1: I think yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah no idea but it's a goal
0: still it's a goal definitely for me as well since uh, I heard your stories I, I also said I want to do it even if it like you said even if it's just for a week or two that is going to do so much to your own mental health and your personal well-being instantly so get your butt off the couch book the ticket or apply for the next spot. I
2: couldn't agree more. Yeah. And also what I think it's, um, you shouldn't see it as such a big deal. Some people also just do it really as vacation. There were people um, like father and a son, and they just went there as their vacation because it sounds stupid, but it's a cheap vacation mm-hmm. because you kind of work yeah, for your stay, um, but it is. Yeah, it is vacation. You're still in a beautiful country. You get to know those amazing people, and no hotel can give you that. Yeah,
1: awesome. Uh,
2: well, then I think um,
0: I think we got it. Thank you so much. E- even I heard new things and new stories, which is just incredible for me to to know what journey you went through and what is possible to do as well as I think we both or all three of us can't just agree that this podcast is definitely an advertisement for all hands on hearts and to get people out there and do their projects because they're doing amazing work and that should be supported thank you so much for taking the time and telling your story appreciate it
2: thank you for having me thank you